0: Hey St. John, welcome to the Post-Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Stalia, and with me today is Vicar Allen.
1: Hello, gospel people.
0: How are you doing today? Doing good. Excellent. Well, happy Reformation Day, officially. So today we are discussing your sermon from Sunday. So tell us a little bit about the text that you preached on.
1: So for Reformation Day, I decided to pick John 8 as the reading, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples and the fellow Jews that are around. And he's telling them about what it means to be a disciple, uh, what it means to remain in God's Word, to abide in God's Word. And uh, Jesus says that you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that would be a great text to use for a reformation, uh, especially how uh, God's Word has freed all of us in God's grace, and all of us can read God's Word and know what Jesus has done for us.
0: I know something that really... Stuck out to me and you had mentioned in the sermon was just the jews response to jesus How they said we are the offspring of Af- We are the offspring of abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone How can you say that you will become free and it's interesting because you had mentioned that they definitely have been Enslaved you want to um, elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, it's interesting how they said they they've never been enslaved to anyone and we see immediately in the exodus right um that they were enslaved for four hundred thirty years in Egypt, and then following that, they they go into the Promised Land and they start this empire with David and Solomon. Yeah, they go into slavery again into to Babylon, and so they have been enslaved and, and even
0: in the current day too, right? I mean, they're under the Romans' authority,
1: right? Uh, so during Jesus' time, yeah, yeah, they they don't have a full empire; they're they're just uh, citizens of the empire, and they're they're trying their best to maintain their religious. Uh, identity in the midst of this flourishing Roman Empire of many gods and uh, many different leaders.
0: Exactly. And then, of course, we know that also just the enslavement to sin, first and foremost, is is uh, something that's, that's true despite um, whatever nation they may be enslaved to as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and go to your sermon then. What was the central teaching of it?
1: So the central teaching that I I wanted to really aim towards, and I do this right in the beginning of my sermon, is uh, my prayer is that everyone would remain in God's word. Just as Jesus says to abide in my word, um, another way uh, to say that is to remain. And what that means is for us as Christians to continuously read the Bible, hear God's word, uh, hear the means of grace uh, for our lives, because that is so, so important right? Life as a disciple is doing all that Jesus has commanded. And so being in God's word, hearing the gospel, reading it, holding it, um, these are all just some ways that we can remain in the word and and receive that grace so that we can be the disciples of Christ.
0: And something you did in your sermon to really illustrate God's word was you told a story about going to the new york public library right and you had these beautiful illustrations from the library do you want to talk about that a little bit
1: so i was reading the text and again it says to remain in the word and um there's a part again where we talk about uh we've never been enslaved to anyone and uh, that made me remember moses and the exodus and i thought of where have i seen this before and that made me remember oh yeah i went to the new york public library and I saw this beautiful painting um, that was done there. And, and so I just started to do some research. I started to look it up, get some uh, history behind it, who was a painter, and, and why is it even in the in the library? You wouldn't expect that to be in the library. And, and it was, and it's this amazing piece. And, and I thought this would be great uh, as an illustration for the sermon.
0: We'll be sure to include a link in the show notes of these paintings so anyone listening can see them. Absolutely. So what was the problem that your sermon sought to identify?
1: The problem is, as Jesus says, that if you are truly my disciples, you will remain in my word. And I think that's that's the key to understanding is how, as we as people of faith, as, as God's people, how are we remaining in the word? And, and that quickly shows us the difficulties, right? Uh, we are not able to remain uh, because of sin, because of many circumstances that come in our life, and so uh, even with the Israelites, uh, how are they to remain in the faith? Uh, you know, Moses goes into Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments and the law. And uh, even then, we see the Israelites just start worshiping other things, uh, committing all kinds of different sin. And and it just shows us the reality of our sinful nature and how as us as humans, it, it, as God's children made in his image, how difficult it is for us to remain in his word. And so even though what we see around us um, will not remain, all the things that we, we may chase after, yet God's word remains throughout, throughout history, throughout time, even with us today. A- and so God is always there for us, always providing his word, his means of grace, so that he, whenever we turn to him, um, he's always there always giving us his love and his grace.
0: And it was hard not to think while I was listening to your sermon that this is Reformation Day and just you brought up the challenges of remaining in God's word and just what Luther had encountered. And you had brought that up a little bit in your sermon too.
1: Yeah, so part of the painting was to show uh, the monks uh, during the Middle Ages and how they were they were acting as scribes, as uh Writing the Bible down because there were no printing presses, so they were making copies of the Bible, and so that carried over even to the Reformation. And one of the things Luther saw was uh, it was in the Bible was in Latin. It was usually preached in Latin, and the priest during that time would do the interpretation and bring that interpretation to the people. But Luther, during his time um, when he was excommunicated. Uh, in that time, he wrote the German Bible. So he brought the Bible into the vernacular, into the language of the people. And that was uh, the significant moment in, in history that God's word did not remain only in the Greek or the Hebrew or the Latin. Now it is extending to the vernacular, into the people. And so people themselves could read God's word in their own language and hear uh, the words of Christ. and And that is key to how we... Uh, hear God's word today. You know, we hear it in English or whichever ethnic background you you come from, you have a translation ready for you so that you can hear God's word in your own language. And that's one of the beauties of the Reformation, that God's word became free for all people, for all languages, for all nations.
0: So how did you intend to benefit your hearers and their faith or life?
1: I wanted them to take a journey through the paintings. And uh, the painter... Uh, his name is Edward Lanning, he named the the painting, The Story of the Recorded Word. And I wanted to tie that in into seeing how we see this timeline of historical events happening, how things are being written down and how we have things written down for us today. But again, I wanted to extend that into the Word, or the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ and how Even though this this mural or this painting shows us our story, it's actually Jesus' story, how the Word has been here and present in the world throughout time, how He's created all things, and how through the cross we have become part of His story, how we have become part of that redemption that comes through Him through the Word. Um, The Word that created all things, created us, um, has included us into his his fullness into his his story
0: and that i know was um a part of your sermon that i really like personally was that endpoint point about just including us in god's story and just kind of wrapping it up together um and you're right in just seeing that in the paintings as well um that the artist had done uh and i am i am curious about this artist was Was he a Christian? Do you know much background about him? Like when he was making this, it definitely seems like he was, I mean, you said it was the, what was the name of the painting again?
1: Oh, the story of the recorded word.
0: Like it being called the story of the recorded word and just seeing, I believe it was a monk, translating the Bible, like was that his purpose behind it as well?
1: I'm not quite sure. I didn't find some information uh, regarding, I just know that he was commissioned during post-World War II uh, to make this make this mural at the public library, he is known for making uh, other paintings around just American history so um, you'll you 'll find other paintings of him just showing American life and i 'm not sure about his religious background um, but all I remember is just visiting and seeing this painting and it, the visual is just so inspiring and it, and it shows how it goes from Moses to the monks and even our life today.
0: Yeah, and I guess in the end, it doesn't really matter. And sometimes it is, or if he was a Christian or not, but it is kind of interesting how some of the, times the most important pieces of artwork or some of the most ones that um, really touch us, we kind of see Christ's story in them, even if the person didn't necessarily intend to have that. Um, so I don't know. I was just curious. I think that
1: was my purpose, too, with the sermon is just that you know, this piece of art is not only our story, right? But it's God's story throughout and how we are, we are, we have been, we have become part of Christ's story.
0: So what was the challenge for you with the sermon process?
1: So this was a completely new format for me. I have never used images <laughs> in a sermon before. So uh, I, I took a lot of time uh, spending time with pastor and just learning a completely new style of, of preaching um, How do you use visuals? How do you explain visuals in the sermon? Uh, And just kind of guide the hearers through visualizing all these small pieces in the piece of art and then tying it up with, um, you know, how does it relate to our lives and how is God coming to us? And so it was a new style, new format, and and I loved it. I loved the whole process.
0: Sure. And definitely seemed like you had to think through uh, how you're going to do that because I did appreciate how... Um, at one point, you had a zoomed in part of it, so of the picture, so that we could see it a little better, the parts that you were talking about, um, and just kind of, I don't know, I I guess just your, you walking us through it was really helpful, and I thought you did a great job for that. I mean, that's the first time you had that sermon format, so congrats.
1: I think the fun part was I've, I've never used an image before, and I was dealing with three different images, <laughs> so just... Using all yes. those different images uh, in the sermon, uh, it was fun, and, and I would love to do something like this again.
0: So was there anything in the text that did not make
1: it? There's a whole section on the bottom of the text which talks about um, how the servant doesn't remain in the household forever, but the son does. And and Jesus says that if the son has set you free, you are free indeed. and And that was another part of the the text which I really wanted to focus on and, and bring into the sermon. So so I hope in the future I can I can speak about that and talk about how Jesus is the Son that remains forever and he is the one that that sets all of us free.
0: But I think when I was reading through this text, I think something else that would be really cool to maybe focus on is just the fact that they're calling themselves the offspring of Abraham. And then just how, you know, we are the true heirs. Of Abraham right the true offspring because we've been given that faith that Abraham had so it would be kind of interesting to talk about that their offspring by blood but are they really the true offspring of Abraham
1: another piece of the text that didn't come in is that uh, John is writing here and saying that the Jews who had believed in him which is really fascinating to to think uh, who are these Jews that are that have been given this, this this sort of faith of seeing the miracles and and believing in the words of jesus and i really want to dig into the complexities of who are these jews that believed him and then what happened you know uh what happened to them uh following and and so i would have to do a deeper dive into john's text but uh, it's interesting how how in the midst of this believing and this faith jesus is saying these words to them
0: that is really interesting that it says, yeah, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, because if you go on after that text, they answer him saying how Abraham is our father, but then he says, you were Abraham's children, you'd be doing the works that Abraham did, but now you seek to kill me. So do they have faith? I don't know, it's just, <laughs> but I, I don't what know. What sort of like, is like going on Like what does here. that mean, exactly? That would be really interesting. So where do we find this sermon's teaching in the small catechism?
1: So I kind of tied it up at the end of my sermon. I, I showed that how we confess our faith in, in the Nicene Creed, how Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are all glorified together, and they're all equal, and they're all one. So I wanted to show that piece of that Jesus is the Word of God that became flesh, but He is also the Almighty God that is glorified with the Father and the Spirit, and how He is the one that's promised us Uh, the people of faith, that we will remain and be with him in all that glory uh, with our triune God.
0: Well, this wraps up the episode for today. Thank you for listening to the discussion. In case you missed today's sermon, or you'd like to listen to it again, or if you'd like to see the sermon illustrations, the link to all of this is in the show notes. You, of course, can find the sermon on our church website, stjohndublin.org. And if you'd like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Becker, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. Take care, you guys.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.